You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, John. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Thank you. All right. Thank you for uh, wanting to participate in this uh, Divorce Literacy Spotlight. Thank you for having me. No problem. So what I'll do is I'll start by reading your bio, and then after that, we'll learn more about your practice. Okay, great. Robin Lynch Nardone has more than 27 years of experience helping clients through challenging family law matters from premarital planning through divorce and post-divorce modifications. She specializes in high net worth divorces, high conflict, custody, parenting disputes, and uh, parentage actions. Robin also handles removal cases, child support, and alimony actions and adoption. Robin is a litigator as well as a trained family law mediator, and in that capacity helps couples amicably resolve family law issues through informed negotiation. So let me just talk about that for a second. Um, you have quite the range. You're a litigator, you got a fighter, and now you're a peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> so after 27 years, I have to ask you, all the people that start off fighting, what percent end up just coming to an agreement? Well, I'd say probably about 80%, 80 okay. to 85% of the divorces we handle do end up in a settlement in part because really that should be the goal. There are some times when you can't get there, whether there's a dispute over evaluation of a piece of real estate, a business, something of that nature. But coming to an agreement is always better than letting, you know, the person in the black robe make a decision, particularly about your children when they yep. never meet your children. So that is always the goal. Sometimes you need to litigate a little bit first before you get to the settlement and some can't get there, but about 80 to 85% settle. All right. So it sounds like, um, especially when you're doing the mediation, my my feeling is you'd probably want to ask them what their their vision is or goal, you know, because from what I hear, there is life after divorce. And what does that look like, I suppose? Well, that's different for everyone, what life looks like after divorce. I think most people want to be able to look at their financial future and know that that is going to, you know, they're not going to fall off a cliff in terms of what the finances look like. And then if there's children involved, certainly people want to maintain those relationships that they have with their children. A lot of people, you know, I sort of say that this is not a quick process. So people need to understand a divorce can be a lengthy process. Um, and so setting out what those goals are, but being realistic about how, what it takes to get there and how can you compromise to come to a conclusion and particularly if you have children, maintain a relationship with your co-parent. Yeah, that, that, that's the most important thing, especially, you know, children are so vulnerable, you know, at all different ages, especially, you know, when they're teenage years, that's like that crossroads. And right. they, and the other thing too, I, I find that the children are looking at the parents as to how they behave and react to each situation. Um, Certainly they are. I don't know the actual statistics, but there certainly are studies that say the children really do better if they're not seeing fighting, as opposed to it's not if they get 50-50 parenting or this happens with the parenting. It's really about 
them seeing the parents be able to cooperate in a way to move forward as opposed to watching them argue all the time. That predicts how well the children will do post-divorce. All right, great. Now, I, I also understand outside of work, you're a mentor for the Women's Bio Foundation Family Law Project for Domestic Abuse Survivors. Could you talk more about that? So the Women's Bar Foundation has a project where they um, provide pro bono representation for women who've been um, victims of domestic violence. I started, I did some training in that program, God, 25 years ago. Um, and I still take on one case every year with a um, low income domestic abuse survivor. So help them get through the court system. And I'm also a mentor, meaning that I when there's new young attorneys who come in, they're going to work with a client on a pro bono case. I help them understand the process because they're new lawyers and give them tips and feedback on how to move through the process with their client. So if someone wants to start the, is thinking about a divorce, um, they don't know where to turn to just, they're even just contemplating their marriage or what have you. Like, are there any heads up as to wh- where they should start that thought process and well, all that? The heads up that I that I do give people is you want to talk to your friends and family who have gone through divorce to potentially get a referral to an attorney. But okay. that is really where the conversation with those people should end instead of, oh, my friend got this in their divorce or my neighbor got this in their divorce. Know that a lot of those are compromises that people reach. And so that doesn't mean that's how your case is going to end. So starting with getting a referral to a good lawyer is a really good starting place familiarizing yourself with the finances of your relationship. If you are not the one who keeps track of the bills, the costs, the assets, you know, gathering that information to the extent that you can. And then again, I would remind people to remember that this is a marathon and not a sprint. So you're not going to, you know, decide on December 1st that you're going to be divorced and think it's going to happen before the end of the year. A a divorce process is long and it can be painful Um, so getting your emotional ducks in a row is also helpful in terms of having a therapist or, um, if it's clergy, whoever it is that provides you with emotional support, having that person lined up to be there as this process goes on and takes longer than you think it might. All right. So people don't, you know, often get divorced many times. So when they, they're talking to a divorce attorney. Like, what should they look for? Like, how would they know it's the right fit for them? Like that particular attorney? Well, one thing is a comfort. You want to have a comfort level in the conversation that you're having with an attorney. But I would be wary of someone who says, I can get you absolutely everything you want as you sit here in front of me, right? Um, That's not always really realistic. You want someone who's going to give you some hard truths about here's what the process involves. Here's what, you know, is probably going to be the outcome of your case. If you sit down with someone and they say, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll fight tooth and nail and you're going to get everything you want. You may end up spending a lot of money um, and coming at the end, usually a divorce where the settlement or the decision is appropriate. Both people feel a little bit unhappy about it. That means it's a, the right decision. All right. All right. Awesome. So, I mean, 27 years, is, is there a particular case that's kind of impacted you in terms of how you do your practice now? Um, there's not, not really one specifically, but I think looking back on the ones where I've represented women who've been victims of domestic violence, I've learned a lot in that area relative to what people internalize and, and think is okay behavior in a relationship that really is not. 
And I've also learned through these to put my emotion aside because you can get angry on behalf of your client and you really need to be advocating for them in an appropriate way without becoming emotionally, you know, emotional in the courtroom. So I've learned to advocate for them in a way without becoming emotional for them, but it's really sort of a combination of all those cases that really stick in my mind over the years. Oh, that's great. So if if someone needed to get a hold of you for, um, to, just talk. Uh, what's the best way to to contact you? So I'm at Burns and Levinson in Boston. I can be reached by my email address, which is um, rlnardone at burnslev.com. Or we have a website, which is burnslev.com. Also, I am on LinkedIn. And I also write a blog. It's called the Divorce Law Monitor. So people can look there to see what uh, topics are coming up in our blog. Oh, that sounds a blog. So what, what type of uh, topics do you talk about? What's your range? So it's all divorce related, but we talk about recent cases, you know, some tips for getting through the process, or if you're going to have a deposition, or if you're, you know, a recent one I did was about um, apps for parents to communicate with each other. So there's all kinds of information there that can be useful for people in the divorce process and post-divorce parenting your children. Oh, great. And again, how would they reach that blog? That's the divorcelawmonitor.com. All right. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Well, this has been great. Do you have like one final thought you'd like to leave with us today? Um, Final thought really is just to emphasize surrounding yourself with that emotional support because your lawyer is there to help you get, you know, it it sounds strange when you're ending a marital relationship, but it's a business deal at that point, right? Right, right? So you're in the finances specifically, not so much with your children, but you need the emotional support of outside people, a therapist, a, a friend, and not spend hours on the phone with your lawyer getting the emotional support or it'll cost a lot of money. So getting those things in line and being able to disconnect a little bit find, um, emotionally from your divorce process so that you can get through it as a business deal and, and come out the other side without you know being really scathed in terms of the emotions. Oh, that's great. Well, Robin, this has been great to learn more about your practice. I appreciate you. Uh... Thank you, John. All right. Well, listen, you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.